The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's Tuesday Good News Day, a reminder to go out and share the good news. But pray first. Always pray before evangelizing. I'm Paul Sadek. Welcome to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, June 8th, 2021, Tuesday of the 10th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. William of York, born in 1090 into a powerful family in 12th century England. He was nominated Archbishop of York in 1140, but local clergy were less than enthusiastic. So it wasn't until 1154, 14 years after he was first nominated, that William became Archbishop of York. When he entered the city that spring after years of exile, he received an enthusiastic welcome, but within two months he was dead, probably from poisoning. Following his death, many miracles were attributed to him. St. William of York died June 8th, 1154. St. William of York, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid, so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for young people who are preparing for marriage with the support of a Christian community. May they grow in love with generosity, faithfulness, and patience. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You know, I love salt on all sorts of things, like on my fried eggs, sunny side up, on my fried organic peanuts that my dad sends over, and on all other sorts of uh, eating delights. That's why I find today's Gospel very relatable where Jesus talks about flavorfulness. He says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything but is thrown out. Of course, we know that salt preserves food, but in the hands of a good cook, it adds flavor to food. So now when you tell us, Lord, that we have to be salt of the earth, We can take that to mean that you want us to bring more taste to life for others, to give maybe a little bit of pizzazz to life, to give flavor, to spice up life. This life which at times can suffer from the plagues of loneliness, of depression, of anger. Give us, Lord, a good dose of humor so that we can pour it out to the others, so that we can relieve tensions and help people feel good about being alive, about being members of your family, Lord. But having a good sense of humor doesn't mean 
being wildly funny all the time, of course, but it means being willing to view life a little differently. Viewing life from a supernatural point of view, from God's point of view. But let's begin with ourselves. Let's do that by finding the good in surprising places. And let's also enjoy laughing at ourselves by taking ourselves a little less seriously. Just like that resident in a uh, neighborhood who was tired of the pothole that had grazed this neighborhood for a year unfixed. So um, he got the city's attention by, imagine, throwing a birthday party for the pothole. So the delightful display features a festive birthday balloon that he placed beside the pothole, together with a giant birthday card that reads, Happy Birthday Pothole, and all in beautiful script. So to drive the point home, the sign also says, I've been here for over a year. So that resident admitted that although the sign, that display, was intended as a joke, he really was frustrated with the lack of action on the part of the city. Until finally, the local news outlets reported on the pothole party and the city government fixed it. Of course, you may say that celebrating a pothole is a strange way to address the problem. But in the case of this person, it was his cheerful approach to it that finally set the solution in motion. Now, if we are to be salt of the earth, we must discover how, at home or in the workplace, we can lift the daily grind to something interesting, of how we can restore zest for living. As someone puts it, being salt of the earth is about approaching your Christian life with passion rather than with a yawn. In the past, when there were no refrigerators, salt was also used to preserve food. So food was preserved by placing it in a salt solution. Now, if we were to apply that to ourselves as the salt of the earth, well, maybe that means we have to preserve society from moral decay. Society is huge, of course, so let's begin with our immediate setting, with our relationships in our families, in our workplace, because relationships can also get corrupted when people lack love, when people lack joy, when life is bland like tasteless food. So as salt, we have to flavor our relationships. We have to preserve them in a positive sense, among other things, by promoting cheerfulness. We actually foster that cheerfulness with the way we handle trials with joy and without complaining. This is quite a bit of a challenge, but let's ask our Lord for the grace to be able to do this. Handling trials with joy and without complaining. Or when we suffer willingly for love. Or when we are grateful instead of constantly dissatisfied. As the founder of Opus Dei, St. Maria affirmed, the first step towards bringing others to the ways of Christ is for them to see you happy and serene. 
So here we can also think of those people who have lost their joy, who look for joy in vain, where it's impossible to find it, like in the stressful race to self-affirmation and success. So that could be very tiring, right? Or in shallow amusements, or in every form of escape. We pray for them. And let's spend many little moments with our Lord today so that we can absorb more of His joy, so that we can have more of His saltiness, His flavorfulness, so that we may be filled with the joy of Jesus and we can share it with people. So it could be as simple as resolving that today we will smile more even though we may be tired or worried because the cheerfulness that your smile arouses can be like the pebble that is dropped into the lake that produces a widening, expanding circle that ends up creating a pleasant atmosphere where it's easy for people to live in harmony with others. Don't forget that it's through our cheerfulness that many will discover the happy face of Jesus. Admittedly, at times, we Christians are seen as angry killjoys who live serious lives, unflavorful lives. But actually, the truth is, those who are close to God are the most animated people, the most creative people, because in the end, it's sin, it's not faith that steals the joy from life. I remember a holy abbot once asking a young monk, why are you always smiling? And then the young monk answered, well, I always smile because I know that no one can take God from me. And hopefully, my friend, we can say the same. That if God is with me, no one and nothing can prevail against me. Because being with you, Lord, makes us joyful. It makes us spiritually attractive to others. In fact, one of the most uh, inspiring experiences of life is to meet a person who is suffering greatly, but who remains joyful and who is in a state of uh, spiritual peace. This reminds me of uh, a sick man that I used to visit years ago. So in those visits, in the end, I was the one consoled rather than the patient. Because he did not need consolation, he was at peace. He was still young, he had a good family, he could have enjoyed more of life. But cancer hit him. But you know, he didn't lose his balance. He embraced the cross, he made the most of his last days, to merit, to pray for us, to give us the witness of a person who was convinced that the best way to live and the best way to die is by being close to God. He was peaceful and optimistic to the very end. If you ask, what was the source of his joy? Well, I'll venture to say that it was his strong bond with God. Now, my friend, remember that you and I are children of God and nothing should trouble us. We are under the protection of God's love. And the first effect of that love is happiness. So for those who live close to God, even troubles are turned into joy. That's why, my friend... Enjoy yourself as much as you like. Just keep from sinning. Keep from sin. And don't put too much salt in your food because dietitians don't like that. Let's end our prayer by turning to our Mother Mary, the cause of our joy. She is the cause of our joy. We ask her to always keep us cheerful 
and in that way, we may give light and flavor to this world. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll pray next. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, June 8th, 2021, Tuesday of the 10th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord our mighty God. Come, let us worship the Lord our mighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people. The sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Surrender to God, and He will do everything for you. Surrender to God, and and He will do everything for you. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not envy those who do evil. For they wither quickly like grass and fade like the green of the fields. 
If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, He will grant your heart's desire. Commit your life to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. So that your justice breaks forth like the light, your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Do not fret at the man who prospers, a man who makes evil plots to bring down the needy and the poor. Calm your anger and forget your rage. Do not fret, it only leads to evil. For those who do evil shall perish, the patient shall inherit the land. A little longer, and the wicked shall have gone. Look at his place, he is not there. But the humble shall own the land and enjoy the fullness of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Surrender to God, and and He will do everything for you. Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. The Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. Turn Turn away away from from evil. Learn to do God's will. And the Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. The wicked man plots against the just and gnashes his teeth against him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is at hand. The sword of the wicked is drawn. His bow is bent to slaughter the upright. Their sword shall pierce their own hearts, and their bows shall be broken to pieces. The just man's few possessions are better than the wicked man's wealth. For the power of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord will support the just. He protects the lives of the upright. Their heritage will last forever. They shall not be put to shame in evil days. In time of famine, their food shall not fail. But all the wicked shall perish, and all the enemies of the Lord. They are like the beauty of the meadows. They shall vanish. They shall vanish like smoke. The wicked man borrows without repaying, but the just man is generous and gives. Those blessed by the Lord shall own the land, but those he has cursed shall be destroyed. The Lord guides the steps of a man and makes safe the path of one he loves. Though he stumble, he shall never fall, for the Lord holds him by the hand. I was young. And now I am old, but I have never seen the just man forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. All the day he is generous and lends, and his children become a blessing. Then turn away from evil and do good, and you shall have a home forever. For the Lord loves justice and will never forsake his friends. The unjust shall be wiped out forever, and the children of the wicked destroyed. The just shall inherit the land. There they shall live forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Turn Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. That the Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. 
Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in His way. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in His way. The just man's mouth utters wisdom, and his lips speak what is right. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps shall be saved from stumbling. The wicked man watches for the just and seeks occasion to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his power, nor let him be condemned when he is judged. Then wait for the Lord, keep to his way. It is he who will free you from the wicked, raise you up to possess the land, and see the wicked destroyed. I have seen the wicked triumphant, towering like a cedar of Lebanon. I passed by again. He was gone. I searched. He was nowhere to be found. See the just man. Mark the upright. For the peaceful man a future lies in store. But sinners shall all be destroyed. No future lies in store for the wicked. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord their stronghold in time of distress. The Lord helps them and delivers them and saves them, for their refuge is in Him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. You proclaim the poor to be blessed, Lord Jesus, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. Fill us generously with your gifts. Teach us to put our trust in the Father and to seek his kingdom first of all, rather than imitate the powerful and envy the rich. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in his way. Teach me goodness and holy wisdom, for I have put my trust in your guidance. A reading from the book of Joshua. Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent out two spies from Shittim, saying, Go, reconnoiter the land and Jericho. When the two reached Jericho, they went into the house of a harlot named Rahab, where they lodged. But a report was brought to the king of Jericho that some Israelites had come there that night to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent Rahab the order, Put out the visitors who have entered your house, for they have come to spy out the entire land. The women had taken the two men and hidden them, so she said, True, the men you speak of came to me, but I did not know where they came from. At dark, when it was time for the gate to be shut, they left, and I do not know where they went. You will have to pursue them immediately to overtake them. Now, she had led them to the roof and hidden them among her stalks of flax, spread out there. But the pursuers set out along the way to the fords of the Jordan, and once they had left, the gate was shut. Before the spies fell asleep, Rahab came to them on the roof and said, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that a dread of you has come upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are overcome with fear of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and how you dealt with Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites beyond the Jordan, whom you doomed to destruction. At these reports we are disheartened. Everyone is discouraged because of you. 
since the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now then swear to me by the Lord that since I am showing kindness to you, you will in turn show kindness to my family and give me an unmistakable token that you are to spare my father and my mother, brothers and sisters and all their kin, and save us from death. We pledge our lives for yours, the man answered her. If you do not betray this errand of ours, we will be faithful in showing kindness to you when the Lord gives us the land. And she let them down through the window with a rope, for she lived in a house built into the city wall. Go up into the hill country, she suggested to them, that your pursuers may not find you. Hide there for three days until they return. Then you may proceed on your way. The men answered her, This is how we will fulfill the oath you made us take. When we come into the land, tie this scarlet cord in the window through which you are letting us down, and gather your father and your mother, your brothers and all your family into your house. Should any of them pass outside the doors of your house, he will be responsible for his own death and we shall be guiltless. But we will be responsible if anyone in this house with you is harmed. If, however, you betray this errand of ours, we shall be quit of the oath you have made us take. Let it be as you say, she replied, and bade them farewell. When they were gone, she tied the scarlet cord in the window. They went up into the hills where they stayed three days, until their pursuers, who had sought them along the road without finding them, returned. Then the two came back down from the hills, crossed the Jordan to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported all that had befallen them. They assured Joshua, The Lord has delivered all this land into our power. Indeed, all the inhabitants of this land are overcome with fear of us. The Word of the Lord a man pleases God by what he does, and not by faith alone. Rahab pleased him when she sheltered the messengers and sent them on their way by a different route. Just, Just as, as a body, body without, without breath, breath is dead, dead so, so faith without, without works is dead. dead. By faith, Rahab the prostitute welcomed the spies with kindness and so escaped death. Just, Just as, as a body, body without, without breath, breath is dead, dead so faith without works is dead. A reading from a letter to the Romans by St. Ignatius of Antioch, Bishop and Martyr. The delights of this world and all its kingdoms will not profit me. I would prefer to die in Jesus Christ than to rule over all the earth. I seek him who died for us. I desire him who rose for us. I am in the throes of being born again. Bear with me, my brothers. Do not keep me from living. Do not wish me to die. I desire to belong to God. Do not give me over to the world, and do not seduce me with perishable things. Let me see the pure light when I am there. I shall be truly a man at last. Let me imitate the sufferings of my God. If anyone has God in him, let him understand what I want and have sympathy for me, knowing what drives me on. 
The prince of this world would snatch me away and destroy my desire to be with God. So let none of you who will be there give him help. Side rather with me, that is, with God. Do not have Jesus Christ on your lips and the world in your hearts. Give envy no place among you. And if when I get there I should beg for your intervention, pay no attention to me. No, believe instead what I am writing to you now. For I write to you while I yet live, but I long for death. My earthly desires have been crucified, and there no longer burns in me the love of perishable things. But a living water speaks within me, saying, Come to the Father. I take no delight in corruptible food, or in the pleasures of this life. I want the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ, who was of David's seed. And for drink I want his blood, the sign of his imperishable love. I no longer wish to live as men count life, and I shall have my way if I wish it so. Wish it, then, so that you too may have God's favor. With these few words, I beg you to believe me. Jesus Christ will make plain to you the truth of what I say. He is the true voice that speaks the Father's truth. Pray for me that I may reach my goal. I have written to you not prompted by merely human feelings and values, but by God's purpose for me. If I am to suffer, it will be because you loved me well. If I am rejected, it will be because you hated me. Remember in your prayers the church of Syria. It now has God for its shepherd instead of me. Jesus Christ alone will be its bishop, along with your love. For myself, I am ashamed to be counted among its members, for I do not deserve it, being the least of all, born out of due time. Yet if I attain to God, by his mercy I shall be something. I greet you from my heart, and so do the churches that have welcomed me in love, not as a mere passerby, but as the representative of Jesus Christ. Yes, even the churches that were not on my route, humanly speaking, though spiritually on the same journey, were there to meet me in city after city. I rejoice in my sufferings. In my own body, I do all that I can to fill up what has yet to be endured by Christ for the sake of his body, the Church. For this I struggle and press on, with the power of Christ working in me to make me strong. In my own body, I do all that I can to fill up what has yet to be endured by Christ for the sake of his body, the Church. Let us pray. O God, from whom all good things come, grant that we who call on you in our need may at your prompting discern what is right, and by your guidance do it, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, today's gospel, in conversation with God, and morning prayer are all coming up on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday of the 10th week in Ordinary Time, June 8, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. Just what did the Lord mean when he said, you are the salt of the earth? We'll talk about it in a few minutes, but today's gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, is from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. 
You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Ever hear someone, and maybe even yourself, say something like, Oh yeah, I go to Mass a fair amount, and I, I pray sometimes. Well, that sounds like lukewarmness starting to set in. And it's deadly. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. Our Lord tells his disciples that they are the salt of the earth. They do to the world exactly what salt does to food, keeping it from going bad and making it agreeable to the palate. But salt can sometimes lose its savor or in itself deteriorate. Then it quite simply becomes useless. This kind of change is, after sin, the saddest thing that can befall a Christian, the point of whose existence has been to give light to many, whereas he has in fact now become darkness. Far from being able to point the people he comes in touch with in the right direction, he now becomes disoriented and aimless himself. Having been placed on earth so as to give strength to others, he has nothing left to communicate now but weakness. Lukewarmness is a disease of the soul that affects both the intellect and the will and leaves the Christian devoid of the strength to carry out apostolate, at the same time filling him with a deep feeling of sadness and impoverishment. The sickness starts with a weakening of the will, brought about by means of repeated faults and culpable omissions, of frequently doing wrong and possibly even worse, failing to do what is right. The Christian no longer sees Christ clearly on the horizon of his life. Because he has been consistently careless regarding the little details that are a proof of love, he discovers that Christ now seems far removed from him. His interior life undergoes a profound change. It no longer has Jesus as its focal point. The man who is lukewarm finds that his practices of piety have become empty of content. He no longer puts his heart and soul into them. He goes through the motions, performing them out of routine or habit, not any longer out of love. In this state, a man loses all spontaneity and joy, recognizable characteristics of a soul in love in responding to anything that has reference to God. A lukewarm Christian is somehow inside out. His is a soul that has grown weary in its endeavor to improve. Christ has faded from the horizon of his life. The soul describes God, if it sees him at all, as a remote and distant figure, hazy and indistinct, with ill-defined features and probably indifferent to him. No longer does he perform positive acts of generosity as he formerly did. He is now prepared to settle for much less. St. Thomas cites as a feature of this state 
a kind of sadness whereby a man becomes sluggish in spiritual exercises because they weary the body. All norms of piety and devotion become for us a burden we find increasingly hard to bear. Instead of being for us a powerful center of energy driving us forward and helping us to overcome any difficulties we may encounter, there are many Christians who have sunk into lukewarmness. There is in our time a great deal of savorless salt about. Let us consider in our prayer today whether we are going forward with the firmness and confidence that Jesus asks of us, whether we regard our conversation with him as the treasure which enables our interior life to intensify and keep growing, and whether we properly nourish our love. Let us consider whether when we become aware of our weakness and our lack of correspondence with grace, we promptly make acts of contrition in order to close the breach the enemy has made and is attempting to widen in our defenses. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, time to pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Send forth your light and your truth. Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Defend me, O God, and plead my cause against a godless nation. From deceitful and cunning men, rescue me, O God. Since you, O God, are my stronghold, why have you rejected me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? O send forth your light and your truth. Let these be my guide. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. And I will come to the altar of God, the God of my joy. 
my Redeemer, I will thank you on the harp, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning is, is now, now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, source of everlasting light, send forth your truth into our hearts and pour over us the brightness of your light. Lord, Lord send, send forth, forth your, your light and your, your truth. truth. Lord, keep us safe all the days of our lives. Lord, keep, keep us safe all the days of our lives. Once I said, in the noontime of life I must depart to the gates of the netherworld where I shall be consigned for the rest of my years. I said, I shall see the Lord no more in the land of the living. No longer shall I behold my fellow men among those who dwell in the world. My dwelling, like a shepherd's tent, is struck down and borne away from me. You have folded up my life like a weaver who severs the last thread. Day and night you give me over to torment. I cry out until the dawn. Like a lion he breaks all my bones. Day and night you give me over to torment. Like a swallow I utter shrill cries. I moan like a dove. My eyes grow weak gazing heavenward. O Lord, I am in straits. Be my surety. You have preserved my life from the pit of destruction when you cast behind your back all my sins. For it is not the netherworld that gives you thanks, nor death that praises you. Neither do those who go down into the pit await your kindness. The living... The living give you thanks, as I do today. Fathers declare to their sons, O God, your faithfulness. The Lord is our Savior. We shall sing to stringed instruments in the house of the Lord all the days of our life. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is, is now. now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, keep, keep us safe all the days of our life. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you, our praise is due in Zion, O God, to you we pay our vows, you who hear our prayer. To you all flesh will come with its burden of sin. Too heavy for us are offenses, but you wipe them away. Blessed is he whom you choose and call to dwell in your courts. We are filled with the blessings of your house. 
of your holy temple. You keep your pledge with wonders, O God, our Savior, the hope of all the earth and of far distant isles. You uphold the mountains with your strength. You are girded with power. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves and the tumult of the peoples. The ends of the earth stand in awe at the sight of your wonders. The lands of sunrise and sunset you fill with your joy. You care for the earth. Give it water. You fill it with riches. Your river in heaven brims over to provide its grain. And thus you provide for the earth. You drench its furrows. You level it, soften it with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness. Abundance flows in your steps. In the pastures of the wilderness it flows. The hills are girded with joy. The meadows covered with flocks. The valleys are decked with wheat. They shout for joy. Yes, they sing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, hope of all the earth, hear the humble prayer of your children as we sing your praises. Pour out your Spirit on us so that our lives may bear fruit abundantly. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. A reading from 1 Thessalonians You are not in the dark, brothers, that the day should catch you off guard like a thief. No, all of you are children of light and of the day. We belong neither to darkness nor to night. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you. All my trust is in your promise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. 
for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. Let us bless our Savior who enlightens the world by his resurrection. Let us humbly beg him. Keep us, Lord, on your path. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Lord Jesus, we honor your resurrection in our morning prayer. The hope of your glory enlightens our day. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Accept, Lord, our prayers and petitions. As the first fruits of our day. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Grant that we may progress today in your love. And that all things may work together for our good and the good of all. Keep Keep us, us, Lord, on your path. Make our light shine so brightly before men. That seeing our good works, they may give glory to the Father. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord Jesus Christ, true light of the world, you guide all mankind to salvation. Give us the courage, strength, and grace to build a world of justice and peace, ready for the coming of that kingdom. You live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Time for me to get moving, and I'll bet it's time for that for you, too. Morning Air is next. I'm Paul Sadek. I will see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.